Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 31 of Therapy Thoughts with Lindsay. And as always, hey, Randy Cash over there. Hey. (laughs) Oh, boy. How's it going? (laughs) It's going well, thanks. I'm having fun today. You're hilarious. No, I get it. um, I'm glad you're in a good mood. I feel like there's been, which understandably so, a lot of panic and stress and worry and you know this this virus has got people kind of on alert and by no means am i suggesting that i am you know an expert in all of the things medical you are not (laughs) in all of the things medical but after our q a show last week i had a few people reach out and ask um so why are people being so alarmist why are people running out and buying all the toilet paper and hand sanitizer like what's up with that you know is there any psychological reasoning behind it and so although I can't speak to the the virus side of things because again I'm not a, a a person that studies that I can I speak oh my god I can speak to the the psychological side of things and I think what we're experiencing is sort of a a, a survival mechanism of sorts where right. We are told information about an unknown pathogen that is brand new that we've never seen before. We don't really know what all of the effects long term are going to look like, what's going to happen with it. And so because of that, there is a lot of fear, you know, and fear mm-hmm. is a big motivator yes. for us to act or for us to feel, you know, like we need to do something. So yes, part it of it is that we have a certain fear element that we're, we're reacting to. Part of it is that when we are seeing evidence of other people going out and buying all the toilet paper or going out and buying all the hand sanitizer, it sort of creates an urgency within our own mind that maybe we should be doing the same thing. Almost like, you know, we tend to follow suit or we tend to do what we see other people doing, especially if we think it's going to help protect us in the long run. The other piece of it is that a lot of times with items like toilet paper, We can justify, well, if I stock up now, it's not like I'm not going to use it eventually anyway. So it's probably okay to go ahead and buy some extra or, you know, to make sure that when I go to the grocery store, maybe I buy a couple of extra frozen items so that I've got some extra Mm -hmm. food on hand just in case I need it. By no means am I saying that you, you know, shouldn't or couldn't do more than that. But I also don't want people to walk around with such an alarmist mindset that they are creating a level of anxiety, fear, and panic within themselves that's keeping them from being able to live their life. Right. So I do think it's important, like, you know, wash your hands. That's the big thing because we're, we're finding that, you know, using antibacterial soap and washing your hands regularly, that's really going to be the key to not, you know, ingesting this virus and getting it in your body. Mm-hmm. Luckily, it seems like the majority of the people that are really severe tend to be in, a, in an older category, but that doesn't mean we want to just like disregard that as a big deal. I mean, we all have parents and grandparents and people that, you know, we don't want to see get sick. And so sometimes it's a preventative way to make sure that everyone doesn't get ill, you mm-hmm. know, or that we don't inadvertently infect someone that is kind of in the more compromised immune system category. So, mm-hmm. There's a lot of reasons that we kind of get into that alarmist mindset. And you see it happen also when um, there's like a snowstorm going to come through or a bad ice storm. People go out and get bread, milk and eggs, you know, or French toast. (laughs) Right. And, And again, I don't know that they're 
is always a lot of, you know, sound reasoning behind why you would want those three items. But there is a certain comfort that people can, you know, achieve by feeling prepared, by feeling like they're not going to run out of something important. You know, with bread, Mm -hmm. milk and eggs, you're pretty much going to be able to, you know, eat something of sustenance for a bit and not run out of food. So I think that has some to do with it. Um, Why would you buy all that? I don't mean to interrupt and not buy syrup. I guess we're assuming you have the syrup at home. Okay, because you and got... It's, and it's, syrup is non-perishable in the same regard. Yeah. I mean, I guess it goes bad eventually, but not like bread, milk, and eggs will. So it is. It's one of those things that we, you know, human nature, and, and this is part of why the whole, you know, psychological stuff just fascinates me, is that yeah. our brain really does try to keep us safe, and not everyone has the same level of panic fear response. But Mm -hmm. I do think sometimes when we want to almost be like, you know, belittling of someone who is feeling more fear and panic, well, that's not an acceptable way to, you know, interact with others. It's like, it may not, let's say that you and I, right? Like, let's Mm -hmm. say that I'm really the panicked one and you're kind of like, eh, whatever, I'll, I'll, I'll survive. You're not going to sit there and make fun of me. Or be Are you mean sure to about me. That? No, but we're going to assume for this <laughs> argument that you're not. I won't. You're not going to make fun of me or be mean to me for wanting to, you know, prepare. But that doesn't mean that I should tell you, well, you have to do what I'm mm-hmm. doing, right? We can all have our own reaction to this. And if going out and buying some to- extra toilet paper and some bread, milk, and eggs or whatever it is, Syrup. if that helps your anxiety. <laughs> did, you say, did you say syrup really quietly? <laughs> if that helps your anxiety not you know, shoot through the roof and you feel a bit more comfortable with the whole situation, then I would suggest do that. I'm not suggesting, however, that you should, you know, go broke doing it or that Mm -hmm. you should go out and buy, you know, 80 years worth of these things because that's also probably like an overreaction. So we want to try and find some middle ground. Syrup, Twinkies, and ramen. Oh, my goodness. Hey, you know, ramen may may very well be not a bad option. I know they say it's not great for you, but at least it's food if you need it, right? I know some preppers, a few of them, that I'm going to admit I have made fun of them on more than one occasion. And now, now I it's feel looking like, pretty smart, right? Now I feel like I'm going to be sending them a text like, hey, dude, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Can I get some ramen? How's yeah, that so, prepping going? Anyways, I, I just, I think it's important to address because I am getting yeah. a lot of questions and people are like, you know, why is everybody freaking out? Do you have the answer? It's like, no, I don't have the answer. I have a, a variety of answers. And there's definitely going to be people that say they prepare for reasons that I didn't list. And that's also okay. Yeah. But I think anytime we experience something that is a potential, um, you know, what's the word? Like a, a potential attack on our sure. safety, on ourselves, on our family, on mm-hmm. our surroundings. We tend to go in that kind of survival mode. Yeah. And so that's really the thing that's driving a lot of it. I'm really hopeful that we will continue to follow good hygienic, hygienic principle or protocol principles, whatever yeah, you call it. Both. And, uh, you know, continue to see that, you know, the people that are sick get the necessary treatment mm-hmm. and those that aren't, you know, try to help those that are sort of, you know, and I think that's really the best we can do. People are scared, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Generally speaking, for the most part, most people don't aren't smart enough to keep their sick kids home from school. So this is like that on steroids. Times oh, you a mean million. just in general yeah, when they just have in not general. this. Yeah. This situation, yeah, I got gotcha. you. in general, man. If you're or staying sick, home yeah, from work, or, people yes, that exactly. feel like they can't miss. And I totally get that, you know. But in a case like this, I think that's the reason that we have such 
varying levels mm-hmm. of anxiety response. And rather than being at odds with everyone, we I think it is helpful to sort of just go, okay, well, this is how they're going to respond to it. This is how I'm going to respond to yeah. it. And we can still be friends after this is all yes. over, you know? I'm just going to continue to be blissfully ignorant. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good job. Good job. Okay. That's why I guess... I'm relying on you, Lindsay. I That's, need help. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll be like, reason. oh my goodness. Okay. Well, in that case, you're my Jiminy um, Cricket. I'm your Jiminy Cricket. Oh, I love it. Do I like just sit on your shoulder and yes, like tell absolutely. you things? Oh, that's hilarious. The right thing to do. Right. Yeah. I try. I you try. You are my it, voice it, of reason. A, a lot of times. It's a big task. A lot of times you've been like, come on, dude, really? <laughs> come on, dude. Oh, well, you know, I do what I can. And uh, hey, but I have to say, you have been a really good guinea pig as of late, letting me kind of like Thanks. test out my my different assessment tools on you. Wow. Like a couple weeks back, we had you take the uh, the four tendencies quiz and you came back as the rebel and we kind of used you as an example. Well, we did. I'm in the process, actually, of getting certified to give a, a much larger personality tool assessment. I'm not sure how I would classify it exactly, but have you ever heard of the DISC profile? No, I have not. Okay, so DISC spelled D-I-S-C. Um, it is a, a a assessment tool that allows you to really look at multiple dimensions of your personality to see how are you showing up in the world. And so essentially it it groups people in um, how much of these different areas do you show up either in a high side or a low side. So we've Mm -hmm. got D, which stands for like the dominant side of things, like, you know, how – how in charge are you? How much are you someone that's a leader that takes over, takes control, has a lot of tasks on their plate, multitasks really well, uh-huh. you know, wants to wants to have a lot of projects, irons in the fire, you know, and, and is not really the slow and steady, but more like let's get stuff done, right? Mm-hmm. Then you've got the I, which stands for the influencing, which really is about how do you handle, um, you know, people. And contact with people? Are you more on the high side where you like contact with people? Are you more on the low side where maybe you, you're more introverted and you would rather not have as much contact with people on like, you know, a, a daily one-on-one kind of basis? Yeah, that and, one. And See, I wonder about this. See, this is what I haven't gotten to yet is that you're going to be my guinea pig and you're going right. to take this assessment I and then we're going to debrief you on a, on a future show. But... Okay, so that's the D and the I. Then there is the S, which is like, how steady are you? Like, are you somebody that like, you know, has good pacing and you're able to kind of like methodically work through things? Like, I have a to-do list and I do number one and then I do number two and then I do number three. Or if you're on the low side of the S, are you somebody that maybe has struggles with some follow through or maybe you're not the person that's gonna you know start a project and see it from beginning middle and end you know and like where you show up there he's shaking his head yes like this is him too you oh, can't boy. be all of the things i'm in trouble um and then the, the last one the c stands for compliance like are you someone that is all about like procedure and doing things the way that they've always been done because that's the way the procedure works or are you more of like an out of the box kind of thinker? Do you do you find ways to maybe change up the, the status quo? And just because it's always been done this way, does that mean we should do it this way? And so essentially what happens is you take the assessment and it should take somewhere between like 20 to 30 minutes to complete. And you're ranking things of how important these different elements are on the various questions. And then it gives you a, a percentage breakdown of how much of each of these mm-hmm. characteristics do you individually have. 
And then it breaks it down even further and it looks at, well, what are like the driving forces behind it? Like what are the motivating factors that really do, you know, get you charged up and going through your day? Mm-hmm. And what are the ones that really don't mean that much to you? Like I'll give you an example. So this whole like entrepreneur world, you know, and me kind of having all of these services and things that I do. And it's kind of like, uh, yes, I have like partnerships with people like yourself and we do like a show together, but I'm very individualistic. Like I really tend to be like, let me do my thing, my way, mm-hmm. come up with the process, handle the process. And like in that category, I scored like a 97%, which means that like there's very little room in there for me to be like, I'm going to collaborate with mm-hmm. other people. So I have to work on that. I have to kind of be like, okay, it's okay to collaborate just yeah. because my instinct tells me to do it all myself. Right. I know that if I want to be successful in life, I I need to have other people that I rely on, that it's not Mm -hmm. just the Lindsay show all the time. Although this is my podcast, but you get what I'm (laughs) saying. (laughs) You get what I'm saying. It can't be therapy thoughts with Lindsay 24-7. There needs to be some other people involved in there, right? (laughs) Um, So anyway, so this is a, I've been going through this uh, this training process uh, since basically the beginning of the year, and I will be sitting for my exam to become a certifier. Oh, no to become a, not a certifier, what do you call it, when you give a, I'll be certified? Sure, I won't be a certifier. Be I'll be no. certified. I'll be um, one of them certified. I will be certified to give this exam and to actually help people understand it. I've gone through a pretty involved training process, and it's been a lot of fun. So you get to be, you, you agreed without knowing what you're agreeing to, but you get to be one of my test cases. Thanks. I know, right? So what we'll do, I'll have to send you the link. And then I'll get you to take the exam and then I'll, we'll go through a debrief and we'll, we'll share it on the air of kind of like, how does Randy, you know, kind of fall out in this world? But what's really cool is I will be able to offer this. It's going to be kind of an included piece of my workshops when I work with people. But when I do the one on one work with people and there are people that just kind of may want to come in and have this assessment done to figure out like, how do they show up in the world? And are there areas that they could be aware of? That might help them be more effective in life. It works really well to help you understand like the workplace that you might find yourself in or relationships and how you communicate or how you want people to communicate with you. How do you best, you know, have a to do list or like if you're going to have a weekend project, what are some things to maybe be aware of or some pitfalls that you might run into and I really like the fact that it's so uh, thorough because it gives just like this really awesome like reference to go back to and go, okay, so how am I showing up? This is really kind of like an, the inner workings of my brain, so mm-hmm. to speak. So I'm excited to see Yay. what yours are. I actually oh, yeah. I have to I have to kind of joke. So I like told my my group that I'm going through the training with. They're like, so who are you going to have as your test cases? And I'm like, okay, well, Randy. I'm going to have Randy do it. And I was kind of explaining like all of the things He'll that you do anything. in life. And they were like, oh, we want to read his. I'm like, right. I know, right? I can't wait. So I'm really excited. <laughs> no, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. That'd be good. But anyway, so yeah, so this will be a new, um, I'm always rolling new stuff out, but it will be a, a new offering that I'll be able to actually offer to just like, again, the, the general public, um, people that might want to get their own assessment mm-hmm. done. But I figure, hey, might as well use our, our podcast to kind of let people go through the process with you to see what it's like. Yeah. Come along on the journey, everybody. I know, right? I come feel like compare in the... yourself to me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like in the in the years that I've known you, yeah. I've used you as my guinea pig quite a oh, bit. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, not a problem. It's I'm happy fun to for do you. It. it is. I'm happy to. Did you know? Let's see. Coming up in like 
three weeks, two weeks, I will have known you for six years. Wow. I know, right? Isn't that crazy? It's- I met you on April the 2nd of 2014. That's right. You know the day because it was after April Fool's It day. was. It was the second day of my radio show That's by myself. Right. And you like came in and at the end of that show said, I think I'm going to come back tomorrow. Maybe you need like a producer and a co-host. I think that sounds like a good plan. Mm. And the rest, that, as they say, is history. When that station launched on April Fool's, I said, how appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. It was it was a really a fun time. way to get like. I met you, so we're good. There you go. And it was a fun way to kind of get my feet wet and what yeah. it's like to do radio or podcasting and mm. all of that stuff. So anyways. So yeah, so that's a good introduction, I guess, of what the disc is. We'll be having more details on it in the near future. I'm not sure how long it'll take for me to get your results back from the like the computerized system. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we'll be able to debrief you next week or maybe the week after, but okay. sooner rather than later. But I got to get you to take the assessment first. Yeah, absolutely. Send it on over. Mm-hmm. And I really do hope that people are, you know, trying to stay as calm as they can about this whole germ situation and that, yeah. you know, they... We'll just kind of take a deep breath and collectively get through it. Just be smart. Take mm-hmm. a deep breath. Mm-hmm. Don't necessarily believe everything you hear, but don't necessarily disbelieve everything right. you hear. Right. Don't don't become Some alarmist. Right. Just, you know, allow yourself to do what you need to feel safe. That'll be my yeah. best advice I can give. So mm-hmm. anyways, in the interim, before we are back, if people want to follow along with you, they can find you where? Instagram at R Cash Comedy. Awesome. You can follow along with me. Um, it's easiest to find everything if you just go to lindsaywalden.com. In addition to information about things like the disc profile and how to get your own assessment, I also have links to all of my workshops, ways to work with me one on one. In addition to that, you can find past episodes of the podcast, the weekly blog. If you want to follow along on social media, on Facebook, I'm at Lindsay Walden Consulting or at Lindsay Walden Therapy. On Instagram, it's at This Is Lindsay Walden. And on Pinterest, it's Therapy Thoughts. So I do hope until next week you are living your best life.